0: I'm Christina, and I'm Megan, and and this this is the the Aftermath of Sex. Hey, everyone. Hello, we're here for another birth adventure. Here we are
1: for the Avengers. <laughs>
0: They're a good
1: time. They're we, a great time. Yeah, we have two. We have two today. We have two beautiful stories. There, two beautiful stories.
0: But before we get started, yeah, beautiful stories. We just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for sending
1: in your stories. Oh. Thank you for being a part of our awesome podcast. Thank you for making this happen. Yeah, because Th- without you, this would not be happening. This would not be happening. And we wouldn't be having nearly as much fun. Yeah. And not nearly as many people would be listening. Right. So exactly. thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Keep them coming. Yeah. Keep them coming. If you want to send in your story, you send it to www.theaos411.com. And um, yeah, just whatever story it is, it can be your birth adventure. It can be your tales. We had a lot of people love the va- tale episode. Yeah. Because we just, you know, love to laugh yeah. and we are not laughing at women. We're laughing with them yeah. when they're ready to celebrate the joys of being a woman. Yes. And joys is heavily quoted. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Air quotes are heavy. Um, anyway. Yeah. So share your story. Send them in. Let us, you know, let us tell your tales. Yeah. Share it with the world. Yeah. And um, if you don't mind, give us a review, a like, a follow, a share. We would appreciate it. A little shout out, a family photo. I think that that would be so cool. Photos. Send us the pics, man. Yeah, post them. Give us, you know, the reason you like to smile today. Whatever that is. It could be an ice cream cone. Yeah. Or dog. You can tell I'm thinking about an ice cream cone. Yeah, and your dog. And my puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Let us know about you. We want to know how you're doing. We do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get started. All right. I'm going to go first, I think. Yeah. So this is a story um, submitted by Jen. Um, She says, this is Emery's birth story. I had the privilege of working with Christina and Megan before I had my first baby. In fact, shortly after I got married, I remembered sitting at the nurse's station with Megan telling her that we did not want to wait to have kids. And then a couple of weeks later, slowly changing in the locker room until we were the only two left so that I could tell her I was pregnant. Aww. It was such a fun time celebrating with my friends at work. And I really wanted to get, I really wanted to get to experience having my baby with my coworkers and my friends. Unfortunately due, due to my husband's job we ended up moving out of state when I was 20 weeks pregnant. What a hard time. It
0: was such a bummer. I was just I was bummed too to hear that she was going.
1: Yeah, cuz we we want to watch to the end too. It's like watching a movie yeah. that you can never finish. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel when I can't catch a baby. Yeah. Like it's like going through this whole story and then never getting to be at the ending. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Um, She goes on and say, I was so bummed to miss out on having my friends there for my baby's birth. Yeah. We were too, Jen. We moved, when we moved, I stopped working since it didn't make a whole lot of sense to start a new job at the same time. So I had a lot of time on my hands while my husband was working long shift shifts in the ER. So I began to research things about having a natural birth for things I could do to prepare. Well, that was good. Yeah. I learned about eating dates healthy diet, exercise, and raspberry leaf tea. I'm glad she mentions all those because we yeah. are going to do an induction episode. I'm so excited yeah. about it. Uh, I implemented all of these things because what else was I going to do in this in a new state to occupy the time? Ha ha. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if everything would work, as they said, to help with the fast natural labor, but I knew everything I chose to do, like making healthy eating choices, would hurt Um Wouldn't. Yeah, I think she means what it yeah, wouldn't hurt because it was good for me anyways. My husband and I spent his days off exploring Washington State doing more and more things outside as spring was coming. One day in the beginning of April, we decided to go down to the University of Washington campus to see the cherry blossoms. Oh, I bet that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. The day before, I began feeling more pressure in my pelvis, but didn't think much of it since I had just turned 37 weeks. Oh, and figured as a first time mom, I had a minimum of three (laughs) weeks left. Good thoughts. I like them. We had to park a little ways away from the campus and walk, but it was a beautiful day. We walked around, and I noticed the discomfort in my pelvis increasing. Uh Uh-oh. On the way back to our car, I found myself clutching onto my husband's arm. I'm pretty sure he thought I was just being romantic, but really I was getting pretty uncomfortable in my pelvis and using his momentum to drag myself along. Oh, no. I didn't say anything, though, because I really just thought this must be normal for the end of pregnancy and didn't want to be a complainer. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, so sweet.
0: <laughs>
1: we grabbed lunch and drove the fifth 45 minutes back home. After we got back to our apartment, my husband asked if I wanted to take the dog for a walk on this new trail <laughs> he had heard about. Oh my. I agreed. Oh no. Uh, because I figured the exercise would be good since I had skipped the gym that morning. Oh my oh gosh. Goodness, seriously. <laughs> when we got there, we began we began our walk, but what we thought would be a simple walk tra- walking trail ended up being a full-on hike that was completely downhill. Oh, oh no. Wow. We went for a little while until we realized this was more than we'd bargained for and didn't have enough water, which especially worried my husband for me. So we turned around. Now we had to go uphill all the way back. Oh, my goodness. I am, I'm scared for her. Yeah. Yeah. The discomfort in my pelvis was really picking up now and I was having consistent Braxton Hicks. Oh gosh. So I'm just thinking of like all of that climbing that she's doing and shaking her pelvis back and forth. Yeah. Oh man. Still, I wasn't worried because I thought I still had weeks left and didn't say anything to my husband. We got to the last bit of incline and I was dying. I thought there was no way I'd make it up, but I survived and was relieved to be in the car. My husband later was annoyed that I had never shared these thoughts out loud with him, but I didn't want to worry anyone or be dramatic. That's a labor nurse. She didn't want to do anything to alert anyone. We went home, made dinner, and watched a movie. I really felt like I was waddling at this point and decided I would give myself a break from sitting on my yoga ball like I normally did in the evening, but my husband suggested it not knowing how i was feeling and i decided it would be good for me so i did oh <laughs> my gosh after i got up from what i thought from that i was really waddling my husband even commented on it i felt like i had a bowling ball in between my oh. legs and remember thinking this is going to be a weird uh it's going to be weird to walk around like this for the next <laughs> 3 weeks still in a complete denial that anything could could happen any sooner and just thought this must be what the end of pregnancy is like. We went to sleep and I was having the most glorious sleep of my life when I woke up just after midnight feeling a a little something what trickle out. Mm. Hmm. And she was sleeping so well. I, I bet you she was exhausted. I bet she <laughs> like was <passed> too. out. <laughs> I laid there for a minute almost um want I, I lay there for a minute almost Wanted to just close my eyes, thinking it was probably just discharge. However, something told me I should get up and check. So I drug myself out of bed and waddled to the bathroom. And I sat on the toilet where I had a huge gush yes. of clear, flu, clear fluid come out. I went back and told my husband my water broke, who sprung out of bed so fast. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to jump in the car and head to the hospital. But I wasn't feeling contraction, so I wanted to take a nap. Yeah, I don't know how I thought... That was going to happen though, since my adrenaline was already pumping. So we made a deal that I would call L and D and see what they say. It was cute to see my normally unflustered ER provider husband get yeah, <laughs> that so no makes sense. Yeah. Um, get the new dad jitters. Meanwhile, I was leaking fluid everywhere. They told me they wanted me to come on in. So we loaded up and headed in. My husband and I or my husband asked if I was feeling contractions, and I said, I feel tightening, but they're not as painful. So they must not be real. Girl. <laughs> oh, Shaw. When is she ever going to think it's real? She knows that your water's broke. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it so much because it's like building her up for success. Yeah. yeah. In terms of having a non-medicated birth that she's wanting, it sounds. yeah. Um, I also texted my friends back at FMH some That night, immediately texted back, and I was bummed I couldn't go there to deliver with them. Oh, we got to labor and delivery triage, and they did the amnesia, even though it was obvious to all of us. I expect an amnesia is like a little test to check for amniotic fluid. She goes on and says, I expected them to do one cervical check to establish a baseline, as I remember being done most of the time back at FMH but they had a different policy and did not want to check until I was more active. And they felt like they needed to know to reduce the risk of infection since I was ruptured. Well, that was good. I understood, but really wanted to know where I was because I was so worried. I was going to be the first time mom whose water broke at only one centimeter with no contractions. Mm -hmm. Plus my friends back at FMH were all asking as well.
0: well. It seemed like she should have, they should have granted her her request.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually defer to mamas when I when it doesn't necessarily mean like you know, a decision sure. one way or another mm-hmm. yeah um but it's different for everyone yeah um, they picked up a few contractions on the monitor monitor but I wasn't feeling anything I was excited to come in on night shifts since I had previously worked nights and loved it however I got the one nurse who was clearly oh, ready no. to retire and I could tell was. Praying I didn't get active, especially since my goal was to go unmedicated. I hate that that's how you felt. Yeah. I'm sorry you felt that way. I really hate that. We got moved to a room with a plan to start Pitocin at 6 a.m. if I wasn't active by then. The nurse wanted me to go to sleep, but labor beds are impossible to sleep in. True. (laughs) And I wanted to avoid Pitocin, so to her dismay, I began walking laps. And still, I was feeling nothing. 6 a.m. rolled around, and nothing was still happening. Or nothing was happening. Still, the decision was made to start pitocin. Wait, they didn't check her before pitocin. Well, I yeah, I'm just wondering if they check people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great to to avoid exams for decreasing um, infection. So if
0: you're starting some,
1: yeah, if you're starting augmentation, maybe it'd be nice to know because she might have been like, who knows? Well, who knows? Because some, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the decision. Listen to me. I'm like, oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard when you're when you're not there to, to say all of these things. Right. Um, The decision was made to start Pitocin. We could tell the nurse was intentionally dragging her feet to get it started. We knew there weren't, weren't many patients on the floor. And I was her only one. She ended up putting it off until shift change. (laughs) Oh man. And I could tell So one thing about shifts and she's a, she's (laughs) a a DSP. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's day shift problem. And, and then it's an NSP, which is a night shift problem. And it's just one of these things that can be ongoing on all units, unfortunately. But um, I think we live in a special bubble at fmh It's not perfect, but it's special. Like it is special. Yeah. It never works anywhere else, but that's
0: what people say. I mean, people come and travel up here and it's straight. Yeah. Because we have such a
1: great unit. Yeah. So um Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, uh, She ended up putting it off until shift change. And I could tell the oncoming nurse was annoyed. She hadn't gotten started earlier. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, um, my new nurse though, was super sweet and much better than the grumpy old nurse from last night. Mm -hmm. We really hit it off, and I felt like if we worked together, we would have been friends, which kind of helped make up for me missing my friends back at FMH. Mm -hmm. She quickly got my Pitocin started, and I went back to walking laps, sitting on the ball. She brought me doing squats and all the things to try to get something started. They began to pick up regular contractions on the monitor, but still I was feeling nothing. So we continued to increase the Pitocin. I like you, but I want you to be the little less smiley, my nurse said. That's things we say all the <laughs> <I know>. time. <laughs> it's
0: like the only unit in the hospital where you get excited about pain.
1: Honestly, I did too. I was worried about being, um, being a failure to progress, and I still had no clue if I was even dilated at all. My husband and I were talking about when we should Go let the dog out. And I said, probably around noon. I wasn't feeling anything, so I figured we didn't have to rush. Around 9.30 a.m., I said, ooh, I felt that. My husband jumped up. <laughs> felt what? He said, the contraction, I replied. He grabbed his things and said, oh, I should go let the dog out then. I laughed and said, you don't have to rush. It was one contraction, and mm-hmm. it's my first baby, so we'll probably have a long time. Is she setting us up? Yeah. I think she's setting know. us up. I I feel like something's coming. But the new dad jitters took over and he was off. I continued to feel them breathing through them, but they weren't horrible. Both the nurse and the doctor came in to check on me and I told them I was feeling them and they were pleased and let me continue to do my thing. The pain continued to pick up and I was wondering what was taking my husband so long since we didn't live that far away. I was really wanting him to know I was really sweating and working through the contractions. He called to check on me and I told him I was really feeling them. What do you mean, he asked in his provider voice. And I said, they heard. And he asked if he needed to get back right away. Still convinced I had forever to go since my labor just started, I said, no. And he asked if he could stop by Taco Bell. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Which was right across the street from the hospital. Sure, I told him, thinking he was just going to go through the drive through and be right there. And me, not wanting to be dramatic, didn't really go into how much pain I was actually in at the point. Oh, sweet thing. When I found out later, he sat inside to eat because he felt bad bringing it in front of me since I had been told I couldn't eat. I told him I definitely wouldn't have cared and just wanted him there at that point to help me because this wasn't mild contractions anymore. Oh, my nurse stopped in to tell me she was going to pump and, and her friend was going to watch me while she did. I told her I was feeling them but i was fine it was a lie i was hurting but i thought i was being dramatic i decided it she's always thinks she's being dramatic you're not dramatic you're You're just a mama yeah and it hurts really bad and you just want somebody there she's all alone you know know. not that it's anybody's fault but it's like poor thing i I decided it would be good to, to try to change position so i convinced myself to stand from the birth ball but immediately dropped to my knees and leaned forward on the bed because I was in so much pain. Oh, well, I guess this is the new position, I thought. (laughs) Shortly after this, my sweet husband walked in and I was so happy to see his face, although I didn't look, look it. He said, whoa, this is way different than when I left you. He immediately jumped into being a labor coach and the nurse showed him how to put counter pressure on my hips, which was amazing. Although his enthusiasm for coaching got a little annoying and he excitedly read the posters on the wall and asked if I wanted to try a new position where I stood stand with one leg on the chair. I shot lasers out of my eyes and said, I am in way too much pain for that. <laughs> then moaned my way through more intense contractions. I felt like there was no break whatsoever. I looked up at the monitor and felt like they Looked like they were never coming all the way back down, but thought I must be reading it wrong. Oh my gosh! So then she knows how to read these monitors. Right. Oh no! Keep going. Why did you? I'm rise? sorry, because I'm in. Te- I'm. I'm. I'm stressed. I know. Now I'm like, is she gonna have a uterine I know, rupture? I don't even know what's happening. Keep going. Suddenly, through <laughs> though, a nurse came running in and said, "Do you feel like these contractions aren't letting go?" Yes, I said, and she. Quickly cut my Pitocin in half and she stayed to watch for a bit and said, You are way tachycystaly, which means too many contractions, and um, and cut the Pitocin off completely. The pain was incredibly intense and the contractions just hit over and over and over. I heard all this moan yelling and thought, where is that coming from? And then realized it was me. Ha ha. She likes up oh, no. I thought I've only been contracting a couple hours. I'm probably only like two centimeters, and I'm probably not coping well, even though everyone keeps telling me I am, and I must still have forever to go. So I looked at my husband, who had been massaging my back, and and said, I know I wanted to do this all natural, but I don't think I'm coping well. You're doing amazing, he responded. Oh, lies, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Can I please just get an epidural? And he said, well, don't you think we should have them check you first? I knew he was just trying to stall me, but it also made sense. Fine, I said reluctantly. He went to get the nurse, and I looked at the clock. I had only been having contractions for two and a half hours, so I thought there's no way I'm even close to transition, which... Has to be the worst. It has to be worse than this. If I'm only three centimeters, then I'm definitely getting an epidural. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You you know what? Yeah, if you want the epidural, you can yeah, have it. There. My nurse came back and checked me, and to my surprise, she said, Congrats, you're complete. Wow, girl. Wow, you yeah, did that's it. Awesome. So she goes on and says, You did it. My husband said I was relieved but also was filled with terror and thought oh crap now i have yeah. to do this without an epidural and even though it was what i had wanted i was terrified for sure the room quickly became a fury of activity and we began pushing we pushed for 45 minutes and then it was as if time stood still and my sweet emery rose was born and laid upon my chest Ooh. tears uh tears not tears 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 streamed down my face as I looked at this precious gift from God um, that God had given, and I thought my heart may burst from the love I felt for her. I had a second-degree tear with repair, which wasn't horrible, but what was horrible was the swelling and large hematoma I had. Oh, mm. no. My bladder was pretty full, and my uterus wasn't clamping down like we wanted. My nurse got me up to pee, but she said, I'm worried you won't be able to. I sat down, and, yep, everything pelt, felt pretty weird down there. I could tell I was super swollen because parts of me were touching the hat that shouldn't have been. (laughs) So the hat that's in the toilet. Oh Oh, no. So her labia must've been pretty swollen. Um, And we tried everything running the water, spraying the squirt bottle, but I couldn't pee. We got back in the bed and discussed Mm. doing a straight cath versus a Foley because of concern of the swelling would be bad later. And I would have to be cathed again. I told my nurse to just give me the straight. And if, She really thought I would be able to pee in a couple of hours. And she said, honestly, no, you're swollen really, really bad. So we decided to go with a Foley. And now I really was nervous because I was so sore down there. But my nurse was a saint and got a script for lidocaine gel. All that was really Mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. So it really wasn't that bad. Thankfully, the next day, the swelling was down enough for me to pee. Natural labor was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But it was also such a gift I would go through it. Um, I would go through anything for my sweet baby, and I'm so thankful I get the honor of being her mama. She's my sugary sweet little girl. Also, everyone should submit their birth stories because what a gift to have it preserved in this way. Sweet, Thanks, Jen. so what a sweet. sweet story, I and love it. we love you. And you're not being dramatic. No, <laughs> oh, my goodness, nobody's being dramatic when they're in labor. None. It's nobody. All just. I have I maybe one time can say I've seen somebody being traumatic and they might have been a little, you know. Well, sometimes people are a little more um, traumatic
0: than others. Well,
1: I'm <laughs> not I'm saying like more like um, you know, sometimes people are not all with us, and that's yeah. when it can become a little bit dramatic. Yeah. And um the drama of birth is normal. Yeah. But the Theatrics of it all Like the movies Is not normal (laughs)
0: Yeah
1: Yeah. So just remember that Like drama and birth is fine Yeah You can be dramatic Mm -hmm. But it doesn't sound like You were being dramatic Mm -hmm. at all Sounds like you were being normal (laughs) Sounds like you're amazing Yeah We know you're amazing But it sounds like you had An amazing um, Nurse that took care of you During your birthing time And I'm really thankful That that happened
0: Yeah Good story Yeah Okay I have another one Awesome. This is from our friend, Anna. Yay. I remember finding out I was pregnant a few days before running the first leg of the Equinox marathon. Oh gosh. That is a very um, Intense. intense marathon here in our community. I had been training all summer and was excited to run. I didn't want to let my team down, but I also didn't want to do anything to compromise the safety of my baby. I was so nervous on race day. I kept running commentary with my little bean Asking her to stay with me, <laughs> hold on, and not to shake loose as I
1: ran. Oh, no. <laughs> <When> I, <laughs> I love that. Where's your baby going to go, oh, Anna? Poor thing. She was probably like, it's going to jostle out. It's going
0: to jostle out. <laughs> oh, thing. When I finished running my leg, my mom, my mom was waiting at Goldstream Sports. I ran into her open arms and immediately started crying. I had only told her I was pregnant the day before her hug was so full of unconditional love and support and made me feel so safe. I remember hoping I'd be able to be that for my little one. Fast forward to 40 weeks. I was at work feeling mightily proud of my body for working full-time plus and growing a healthy human um, to their due date. I was also ready to be done. So, so ready on the day surrounding my due date. I began uh, trying some of the things I learned um, may help to start labor I tried to teach myself how to use my breast pump and figure out hand expression. I went on walks, did squats, lunges and stretching, hung out on my yoga ball, ate some spicy food. Hello, heartburn. And took some castor oil. Ooh, girl. Yeah. She got it. Yep. A word of advice. Skip the castor oil. (laughs) I would concur. All it does is dehydrate you by making you poo your guts out. It was reminiscent of a colonoscopy prep. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend ever. But especially not while 40 weeks pregnant. I also don't recommend a bikini wax while heavily pregnant. But that is a story for a different date. You know, that yeah. sounds like a bad tale. You, yeah. you have to send it. Seriously. Send the it day in. after my due date, I went on a long walk with my sister. Then went out for dinner with the family, followed by another walk. That night my hubby and I decided to try the last piece of advice to get into labor. Natural oxytocin release and prostaglandins. Sexy time. <laughs> when we went to bed that night I was feeling like I'd be pregnant forever and ever and ever and ever and ever to the George to the tune of King George's song in Hamilton.
1: Forever and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever. I told you guys she could sing. (laughs) I wasn't
0: even trying. (laughs) Then around 3 a.m., I started to wake up with cramping every so often. I was still able to sleep between, so I just chalked it up to being 40 plus 2 and uncomfortable. I was resigned to showing up with a whole lot of nothing happening for the 41-week post-dace inductions we had tentatively scheduled. I was convinced this couldn't really be the start of labor. How come everybody thinks that it's never labor?
1: <laughs> well, because everybody says it's going to yes, be forever. And you're, you know, I know. you don't want to be wrong the first you know. time, especially when you're a, a labor and delivery nurse. I just feel like there's a common theme yeah. with first time mamas who are labor and delivery nurses.
0: They just. I don't think she was a labor and
1: delivery nurse with this one. She wasn't. Oh, she I might think not have been. been. I
0: think this one was
1: the oh, worst. because she, she was, but she nurse. was a nurse. She was a nurse. She yeah. didn't want to be wrong. She didn't. She
0: didn't want to go in and be one of those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, uh, it just felt like some strong period cramps in my lower abdomen and back. I could feel Adeline moving and I wasn't leaking any fluid or buds. So I figured I was fine. As a precaution, I put a towel down on the bed in case my water broke in my sleep and gushed everywhere like it does in the movies. It didn't. By 7 or 8 a.m., I couldn't sleep through the cramping and back pain anymore. I woke my husband up with my groaning and fussing as I struggled like a manatee <laughs> on <landing laughs> <at> the land to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, visual. Man, seriously. That's see so funny. It. I can see it. <laughs> he was ready to go to the hospital immediately, but I wanted to see if it was legit labor or not. I hydrated and spent the day alternating between walking, stretching, yoga ball bouncing, and resting in the, tower, or in the tub shower. I was surprised by how much the warm water on my back helped. The contractions continued to come at regular intervals, increasing in frequency. Nothing seemed to make them stop, so I was hopeful this was the start of real productive cervix changing labor. I had planned to make zucchini carrot muffins for the nurses, but hadn't yet. I was having uh, too much trouble concentrating to make them without uh, forgetting a key ingredient. So my husband made them while I wandered around the house, breathing, groaning, and trying to distract myself. Around 3 p.m., things were uh, feeling a little more intense than I was comfortable with. I was very nervous my water
1: would break and the cord would prolapse. Oh, my heart That's a bit. That's a scary thought. No kidding. This is such a scary thought, which happens less than one percent, I think, if I'm remembering statistics properly. Yeah,
0: it's not very often. It's very
1: uncommon, sweet little Anna.
0: Yeah, I know. I felt ready to be at the hospital, so we grabbed the go bags and the car seat just in case, and we're on our way. On the 25-minute car ride, I was so anxious, excited, uncomfortable, and nauseated. The back pain was getting more intense. With each contraction came a wave of nausea, nausea, which in my previous non-pregnant lady life would have informed me I was about to have significant diarrhea. Interesting. I was worried I was going to the hospital for a GI bug. (laughs) Bless your heart, Anna. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but that's... Cute! I'm so cute. I was worried I was going to the hospital for normal pregnancy related discomfort. I kept thinking this better be labor. I was so scared I'd be told nothing was happening. Laughed at, shamed, told I was just a weenie who would never make it through labor.
1: (laughs) We're nicer than that. I know. I'm like, what experience did you have? We let you down kindly. <laughs> yeah. When we arrived
0: at the hospital, I was triaged by a carrying straight to the point nurse who checked my cervix. She said my cervix was fairly thin, but I don't remember exact numbers, maybe two centimeters. I wasn't happy. I was happy. It wasn't closed, but had really hoped to be closer to delivery after 12 hours of notable discomfort. Yeah. The triage nurse instructed us to stay on hospital grounds, but walked around then come, uh, then come back. In two hours to check progress. She asked us to return sooner if I felt the urge to push or poop or as hallway deliveries were frowned upon. <laughs> she reassured <laughs> me that this was probably early labor. My provider just wanted to see how fast my cervix was changing in order to make the best suggestions about the next steps. The nurse reminded us that with a first labor, the cervix thins out before dilating, dilating much usually, and my body was doing what it was supposed to do. Oh, good. What a good nurse. I know. That was good. Everything. Yeah. So we walked. We walked all over the hospital, up and downstairs and down long hallways. I visited the unit in the hospital where I worked to tidy up my locker and get the blender bottle I'd forgotten the day before. I was starting to think I may not be back to work for a little while. (laughs) Then we (laughs) continued to roam. It was Saturday, so we had the hospital hallways mostly to ourselves. Well, that's nice. Yeah. My husband, patiently and with great humor, made up stories about a canine detective to distract and entertain. <laughs> while I paused every few minutes to groan and breathe mm-hmm. through contractions, that is—that so- is so cute. That is Anna. I want to know more about this. Um, my mom stayed close by, encouraging us and keeping a calm presence through my growing discomfort and anxiety. When we arrived back in triage around 5 p.m., the same nurse checked me and informed us my cervix was thinner and around three to four centimeters. Yay! I was given the option to be admitted or go home. I had been hoping for something more definitive. I'd been contracting for 14 hours with slow but steady increase in intensity and frequency. The contractions were coming every few minutes and the pain in my back was ever present. We made the decision to stay so I could use nitrous oxide. Oh yeah. I was scared of how IV pains would affect my baby.
1: Pain um, meds. Thank you.
0: Yes. Scared of how IV pain meds would affect my baby. So uh, that was hard. That was a hard no for me. In my birth plan, I specified that I was not um, to be allowed an epidural unless I asked for it during or after three separate contractions. She was very specific.
1: Very specific.
0: <laughs> my husband promised to hold me to this for my request. Good. We were
1: shown to room 206. good to have that like spelled out clearly so that you can really, really, really stay in control of when you get your epidural. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We were shown to room 206 where I spent the next few hours in multiple variations of hand and knees, bouncing and swaying on the yoga ball and a long time with hot water beating down on my back in the shower. Finally, I was too hot, too tired and ready to try the nitrous oxide. The counterpressure that had been helping no longer was, and I was at the end of my coping rope. Mm. I set my hopes on nitrous, thinking if it didn't give me a relief, an epidural would be in my near future. Labor felt nothing like I imagined. It never occurred to me I'd be 16 hours into regular contractions and not be close to having my baby in my arms. Yeah. My mom had had very fast labor and delivery experiences, so I'd expected the same from my body. Thankfully, the nitrous oxide did work well for me. It helped me focus on my breathing through contractions, which felt like they were coming every minute with very little rest in between. I remember getting to the end of a contraction in a sleepy trance, my arm dropping the mask to the bed as I rested, then bringing the mask back to my face as the next contraction started. With each contraction, I clutched the mask to my face like a lifeline, focusing on my my breath and the thrumming noise the tubing made as I inhaled. It felt like hours and minutes at the same time. I spent most of this time standing at the bedside, resting my upper body on the elevated bed and swaying while my husband continued to rub my back and provide counter pressure. My mom was back in the background, making sure we both took care of ourselves. Oh, nice. She helped me hydrate, offered my husband snacks as needed, and I kept my dad and sister updated. Her presence was so calming to my foggy, tired brain. I knew she'd make sure we were safe. Mm. I had been unsure if I wanted to include anyone but my husband in the labor room. But as the time drew near, I knew that I wanted her there with us. And she was so glad and was so glad she was willing. <clears throat> At one point during a particularly difficult contraction, as I stood leaning on the bed, my husband behind me doing his very best counterpressure, I felt the gush and warmth. At first, I thought my water had broken, but there wasn't any more gushes after that. We concluded I peed on him. (laughs) Oh, man. In any other situation, this would have been mortifying. But in the throes of labor, I didn't have any brain space to use on feeling embarrassed. Good. Uh, I'm good. I'm glad. There shouldn't be. I don't remember if we even told the nurses. Things continued to feel more intense after that. And looking back, I wondered if I'd sprung a high leak in my amniotic sac that was then occluded. Yeah. Or perhaps I just peed. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Around midnight, my contractions were still coming every one to two minutes. The nurse told us. Uh, They were coupleting, which with the back pain made her wonder if the baby was sunny side up. I was still using the nitrous, but I didn't feel any relief between contractions anymore and I wasn't dilating as fast as I'd hoped. I was out of steam. I was defeated. I felt like I was getting no break. I was doing all the things we learned in the birth class. Labor at home for as long as you can. Change positions often. Walk, rest, stretch to make room, counter pressure, use the shower, do hip circles on the yoga ball. None of it seemed to be making any difference. I kept fighting the feeling that I could not do this. I'd been awake and contracting for around 20 hours. That's so long. It's you get so tired. Yeah, it's the fatigue that takes you out. I think I was maybe five to six centimeters at this time. I wanted an epidural. I judged myself for this. My mom had delivered my sister and me without an epidural. Girl, I know. No judgment. I know. She dilated quickly and I ended up delivering both of us and, and had ended up delivering both of us too fast for her doctors to attend. I expected my labor to be like hers. It wasn't so. I, it wasn't. So I felt like I was somehow doing it wrong. Oh. I felt shame, but also felt unrelenting waves of pain that weren't getting me anywhere productive fast enough. I felt stuck, stuck in a long, dark, lightless tunnel. Oh, girl. I know. I wanted to give up. I was going to be pregnant forever. I was sure of it. I felt so bad asking them to call in the anesthesiologist in the middle of the night, but my need was great and I felt like it was past time. Finally, I asked for the third time and the nurse quickly made it happen. Good.
1: You know, I just feel like I just, ha- you know I, know, I just feel so much for her because yeah. she had this expectation right. and then... You know your entry to labor. There is no, yeah. there is no rhyme or reason, yeah. and it really makes or breaks the situation. Yeah. And the length also determines your yeah. success. And so when people just hold themselves to this, such high standards yeah. for themselves in terms of, it's just you know don't put that pressure yeah. on yourself. It just makes me sad that she had yeah, those thoughts she felt like while that. she was like in yeah, the process. Yeah. Of birthing a tiny human, you know, and it's like, what, 20 hours now? It's like, girl, you are amazing. Yeah,
0: seriously, to go that long. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't remember much about the epidural insertion process, but I do remember the relief after. Yeah. Finally laying down to rest and feeling comfortable was amazing. Yes. The nurses got me positioned all comfy with pillows, gave me instructions about when to call them, and left us to have a well-deserved rest. My hubby snuck into bed with me for some snuggles, and we had the most wonderful night. Oh, that's so sweet. That was until I woke up feeling short of breath with tingly arms. Oh, gosh. What is happening right now? I was pretty sure that wasn't the desired effect, (laughs) so I called the nurse. The RN scolded my husband for being in my bed. (laughs) Yes, she did. Repositioned me. (laughs) I don't know. The head of my bed up a bit more and had the anesthesiologist decrease the continuous dose I was getting through the epidural catheter. Then I drifted back off to sleep for nap number two, uh, complete with forbidden hubby (laughs) symbols. We woke Hmm. up about 8 a.m., I think. The nurse helped me empty my bladder, checked my cervix, and happily informed us I was 8 to 9 centimeters. Excellent. Pitocin had been started overnight after the epidural was inserted because my contractions had spaced out. I was in a good contraction pattern now, but baby was still pretty high and sunny side up or OP. The nurses kept me changing positions every so often using the peanut ball to try to get baby to come down and turn while I rested. I felt like a posable doll as they moved my numb, oh, heavy legs yay. into all sorts of positions in the name of helping baby rotate and come down into my pelvis. I am grateful for the gentle care, gentle care and knowledge these nurses had, but it was still a helpless, uncomfortable process as my heavy, useless legs flopped all over the bed. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. I really prefer to be the nurse rather than the patient <laughs> in these sorts of situations. Yes. After each position change, I drifted back to sleep. The next time I I woke, I remember feeling much more pressure and awareness of when contractions were happening. I found and pressed my epidural dose button thinking the epidural was just wearing off. It didn't help. I called the nurse who checked my cervix and celebrated with us. I was finally fully dilated. Christina came to see me and broke my water. We started pushing. I was about to meet my baby. I was so excited. I was also wrong. Baby did not come out in just an hour pushing as I'd expected. So we kept at it. I pushed, I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. Every once in a while, I get the urge to yell at my baby, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did at least once. The nurses and Christina continued to help me change my positions, coaching and encouraging me through the hours of pushing. My mom patiently held one of my legs and my husband held the other one as needed. Their poor backs, the extra doses of medicine for my epidural weren't helping and delivery did not seem eminent. So my nurse called anesthesia to come to the bedside and re my epidural, which helped a little. After pushing for three plus hours, I felt completely defeated. I felt like I wasn't pushing right or hard enough. I really was going to be pregnant forever. I knew it. <laughs> this was when Christina brought up my sweet little one's position again and that she would likely need to turn from straight OP in order to be born vaginally. Options were discussed, including forceps, vacuum, and C-section. My baby's heart rate, baseline, and my temperature were increasing past normal. And there was discussion about concerns of choreoamniitis, an infection in the amniotic fluid. They gave me Tylenol, cool, wet washcloths, and ice chips. I was not ready to say yes to a C-section, even though I felt it inevitable. I accepted Christina's recommendation to consult the the reigning forceps master. Yes. Apparently, I was apprehensive, though, because Christina remarks that the next few pushes while we were waiting for the doc to arrive were really, really good pushes. When he came into the room to assess the baby's position, I remember saying something along the lines of, hello, scary doctor, <laughs> we will not be needing your services today. Oh, my gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> Seriously. Turns out I was right. He checked baby's position and told us she had turned OA. Praise and celebrations. About 30 minutes later, she was born with the most impressive cone head I've yet seen. It wasn't really even a cone. It was more of an elongated alien (laughs) head. (laughs) She was quite stunned with the little white hands and very purple face. The NICU staff and pediatrician whisked her over to the infant warmer while I had a panic attack because she wasn't making any noise.
1: So scary. I feel it.
0: Seriously, it felt like it was an eternity, but probably was only 30 or fewer seconds before I heard the first feeble cry. A wave of relief chilled all over my body. I'm sure I visibly relaxed and got way less annoying as I was no longer craning my neck, asking if she was okay every two seconds anymore. There is a picture of the first time I held Addie. Christina is repairing my second degree tear. I'm looking very glamorous, flushed, covered in sweat, mostly naked, hair a mess, up in stirrups, holding little alien Adeline on my chest. Eric is hovering over us, trying not to cry, and Addy is giving us a peace sign with her little white hand as if to say, chill, everyone, I've arrived. <laughs> because of her increased heart rate and my increased temperature toward the end of labor, the pediatrician ordered IV antibiotics for our little Addy to prevent sepsis from a possible infection. My husband went with her to the NICU to get an IV started and get her first dose of antibiotic. The pediatrician assured us that this, that as long as she did well in monitoring, she'd likely able to go um, to the NICU just for her doses of antibiotic and stay in the room with us the rest of the time this is exactly what happened over the next few days whenever she went in for antibiotics i tried to take a nap i decided this was a silver lining to comfort myself whenever she wasn't in the room uh, when she was in the room most of her time was dedicated to learning how to comfort her and feed her another challenge i hadn't seen coming breastfeeding is a natural beautiful process and babies are born knowing what to do right
1: Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I think you missed a couple Yeah, of yeah I think I did.
0: Yeah, no. Hmm. Looking back, I'm sure she had a heck of a headache after being wedged oh, in my sure. pelvis for so long as I pushed. I'm sure that that was a factor in her fussiness, but showed us from day one how fiery, stubborn, and demanding she could be. <laughs> the nurses educated and re-educated us about hunger cues to watch. They reminded us uh, that crying is a late sign of hunger and feeding... Would go much better if we were able to get her to the breast at the first signs of lips, uh, lip licking, hand sucking, searching mouth behavior. Mm -hmm. I kept trying, but I swear she'd go from asleep to screaming in a millisecond with no warning. Mm -hmm. It's probably that headache, you know. Mm -hmm. They're gonna cry. I was so effing frustrated until a nurse witnessed this and validated my observation. She said, "You've you've got a spicy one here." We've been taught hand expression, and my husband was determined to help. We quickly learned that pinching my nipple yielded only pain and expletives, not colostrum. We learned proper technique, and the colostrum started coming in little drops. It didn't seem like enough. Addy agreed. We ended up doing a mix of (laughs) hand expression using a nipple shield and supplemental nursing system to work on uh, hold and latch and deep latch while still giving her incentives to keep at it. She was unforgivingly impatient about getting her food, how and when she wanted it, and she still is. If she latched and food wasn't flowing, she'd push away and very loudly lose her tiny little cool. In the middle of the night, we had been trying to feed Addie for a while. She was screaming and refusing to latch. I was in fight or flight, stressed and panicky. My husband just wanted to be asleep. Our (laughs) postpartum nurse who had been trying to feed us, uh, had been trying to help feed Addie, finally threw up her hands and said, I don't know how to help you. she wow, I know. she made it clear that she thought we should give up breastfeeding and just give her formula already. I was huh. stunned. as am I I replied, I think you're trying I think you're trying too hard. I <laughs> replied, I think you're trying too hard. I didn't know what else to say to her. I wanted her to get out of my room. I knew she had good intentions but she just kept taking Addie from me repositioning her and moving my hands and arms without asking or explaining anything.
1: Yeah, that's not okay. I do not love
0: this no. part of your
1: story, Anna. No, I'm sorry that yeah. that happened. Her stress was palpable
0: and just added to the tension in the room. Aww. Again, I felt like a posable doll. I felt smothered and that I'd lost all control. I was so angry and frustrated. She stepped out of the room, probably to vent at the nurse's station, and get ideas of what to do next. While she was out of the room, my husband, risking my wrath, suggested that maybe we could do just a little bit of formula just to get through the night until I had more colostrum. I was still trying to hand express that nothing was coming out and my hands. Breast and uterus were aching. Oh. I wanted to throw something at him, but knew he was right. I grudgingly agreed all the while arguing with my overwhelming feeling, feelings of failure and inadequacy.
1: But you're not.
0: I know. He reassured me that I was already a good mama. His words softened, softened me only a tiny little bit. When the nurse returned, we asked for a bottle of formula. She already had some in hand. Well, that's presumptive. I really agree.
1: That was rude. I'm sorry. I don't know who it was, but I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, me too.
0: She helped us feed Addie 10 mls of formula while working with a nipple shield and SMS. Then we all got a good nap, waking with a sunnier outlook. Good. Yeah. At discharge, I knew it was time to go home, but I was still marveling at the fact that we were being trusted to take this little (laughs) tiny being home and not only keep her alive, but hopefully help her thrive. (laughs) I probably only heard 10% of the discharge teaching. Which most people do. It was all super intimidating. The drive home was terrifying. (laughs) The world suddenly seemed full of danger, but we arrived safe and sound. Our life as a family of three had officially begun. The first night at home was rough. Lots of crying from me and Addie. The next night, night four, my milk finally started to come in. I was so relieved I cried. It took another three weeks, several mental breakdowns, and multiple lactation appointments after that to figure out breastfeeding and wean off the nipple shield. Yeah. One afternoon, just after uh, Addie had gone down for a nap, I was pumping and crying again. I was trying to convince myself I was okay with exclusively pumping and bottle feeding if that is what I had to do to feed her breast milk. The very next feed she latched for the first time ever without the nipple shield. It wasn't painful. And she happily gulped milk. I cried this time with relief and a grateful heart as I cradled my precious girl. So she then asserted herself and continued to breastfeed for nearly three years. Damn strange. I know I, that just gave me the chills actually reading that. I love that so much. I am so thankful for all the loving care we received. We were deer in headlights. We had determination and love, but very little knowledge. The nurses carried us through and set us up for success. I will never be able to adequately thank them all. I don't even remember all their names. Finally, I so appreciated how patient Christina was throughout my prenatal care, during my labor, delivery, and postpartum. She always helped me feel safe, supported, heard, and like she believed I could accomplish my goals. She armed me with information, empowered me to choose what felt right for me and my baby, um, all while keeping us safe. I truly believe that if I'd selected a different provider, I likely would have ended up with a primary C-section, which would have made um, a vaginal delivery with my next pregnancy much more intimidating or maybe impossible. Spoilers, my next kiddo has a big head. <laughs> I can't wait for that story. Oh Anna. And you have me in tears, Anna. I know. are still am crying. I'm seeing like
1: them come. Anyway,
0: what a lovely story, Anna. I think your story is just has is really just kind of full of hope. and
1: Yeah, and you thank know, you and for it, keeping going on yeah. the like the whole breastfeeding yeah. because I feel like a lot of moms just have no – they feel like it should be just easy because yeah. the people you see breastfeeding in public yeah. are not the ones struggling. Right. Because, you know, they don't see that beginning. Right. And, and it can be very challenging. So challenging but and you difficult. But you kept at it
0: and then you had such an amazing experience. Yes i mean three years that's awesome that's so
1: good yeah yeah thank you guys both so much for these beautiful stories stories um you're it's just it's just wonderful to be able to share them yeah so thanks
0: thank you yeah we hope you feel enlightened enlightened bye